Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Jeremy Rutherford is going to join us here at 1050, which I think is about eight minutes earlier than usual. Morning, JR. <laughs> Morning. Hey, if you retweet Pete Thamel, is it you're repeating it? Repeat? I'm going to repeat it. Oh, repeat. I like that. I like that yeah, a lot. I got to tell you, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's why he's on. That's it's why, it's why on. he's on. That's yeah. why he's on. Gotcha. Hey, uh, JR, uh, I got a question. I, I'm kind of going uh, in inverse order, but considering uh, my ability to manage time, there's a good chance I wouldn't get to it if I didn't ask it. I was listening to Kerber's podcast about uh, his observation on how overtimes now look a little different, where, where teams just kind of skate around with the puck and try to wear everybody out, as opposed to what we used to see with the rushes. And his theory was the league changing, rewarding overtime wins. And that's why you see teams approaching it this way. We certainly saw the Stars doing it on Thursday night in Dallas. And then we saw the Kraken. I think they had the puck for about two straight minutes. I mean, it was it was insane. Uh, and it just seems like it's a different three-on-three than we, we have been used to seeing. What do you think's going on with that? Yeah, it definitely is. And it got to the point uh, Saturday night at Enterprise Center where the fans were booing. Seattle for taking the puck back across the uh, red line, and it's it's obvious what they're doing. I mean, just trying to tire uh, tire out the Blues. Hey, look, you can do it to them too. I get it, but to me, you want three on three overtime to be exciting. That's what it was when it came into the league, and it's not the case anymore. And yeah, it's it's tied into uh, rewarding those overtime wins. But Tim, the correction that I think they could make that would really make it more exciting is don't switch sides, don't have the long chains because yeah, you're yeah. getting pinned into your zone. So you know, if you would just stay on that short side. I think we'd have a lot more entertaining hockey. Why did they why did they change it from rewarding those overtime wins to going to what it is now without it? Well, I think uh you know without being in those conversations just my observation is uh they've always the past couple of years I think tried to limit the impact of the, the shootout and uh you know we've seen fewer shootouts the, the past few years it came into the league, you know, Obviously, the novelty of it, people are excited about it, but then you've heard the past few years that people just hate the fact that uh, games are decided right. by it. So I think they want these games decided in OT. Uh, the great Doug Vaughn, my co-host on TMA, was saying he would just like to see the thing just go on uh, until somebody scores in three and three and takes shootouts. I mean, you might see people pass away on the ice if that were the case from exhaustion. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on anything that you would do or like to see done? You certainly just gave one idea with staying on the same sides as you were in the third period. What are your thoughts on anything on overtime? Yeah, I would say stay on the same side. And, you know, I'm not saying that uh, that's going to finish all the games before shootout, but uh, it would probably finish a lot more of them. you got fresh guys that can create, that can score goals. And, and the reason, you know, just in case people haven't thought about this or talked about this, the reason you don't see continued five-on-five or even continued three-on-three all night in the regular season, these teams got to get out of there. They're playing 82 games. You know, I can recall flying with the Blues, and, you know, you'd wrap up a game on a – 
Friday night at Enterprise Center, and an hour and a half later, you're on a plane to Vancouver, and you're touching down, you know, four hours later, and the team's going to bed at, you know, 3 o'clock Vancouver time. So, you know, it can get pretty gruesome if you're playing hockey all night. Jeremy Rutherford with us every Monday on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Let's talk about what has taken place so far, and that is three of a possible four points. Uh, I think the, the biggest two takeaways, I guess I could go with three. I mean, Bennington certainly has, has played the biggest role in the Blues getting three points in two games where I think they really could have gotten away and, and not gotten one, but also implementing that defensive system that you wrote about in the offseason and actually being able to execute it to limit teams' second chances and op, uh, optimal angles. And then also the Blues, if you want to look at it from a negative perspective, the power play is at this moment uh, hapless, and offensively there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of threats. So if I were to summarize the first two games, that's where I would be. What do you see? Yeah, I think those two for sure. Let's touch on those, and then uh, maybe a little bit of Jordan Bennington too. I think with that defensive system, it's not learning a lot. Basically, uh, you're packing it in and covering that slot area better than you did last year, and you're keeping teams to the outside. We saw Seattle and even Dallas, where it's a lot of perimeter play. It's a lot of the, the teams uh, skating around the outside trying to find a broken seam or a way that they can weave themselves in and get closer to the net, and you know, thus the results have been pretty good. So it's a lot of blocking shots. We've seen, uh, what, 17 against Dallas, similar number against uh, Seattle. Um, that's what we're looking at right now with this team. And, and Tim, here's my question is, you know, the, the reason it didn't work last year, the defensive system, is because there were – Blues players in the D zone just chasing all over the place. They're going to this wall. They're yeah. chasing this puck. They're trying to flag this guy down. And, and it, it takes you away from everything. It, it can work if, if you're good at it. But if you're not, that's where you're going to get beat with the slot shots, which is what they did. So, so now you're going to block a lot of shots. My thing is, are you overcompensating for what happened last year? Because now are you going to be able to – you know, tip passes, pick off passes, get on the transition and feed a Jordan Kyra. So I like what they're doing. They had to do it. It does work when you see like a Jordan Kyra get in a passing lane, break it up, and he's off to the races with Thomas. Uh, we just need to see some of that on occasion or else we're going to watch 82 games of blocking shots. Uh, and then with the power play, they, they just can't get set up at all, Tim. I mean, you can talk about not shooting the puck. They're not even getting into the zone and setting up to be able to take the shot. So 0 for 7 with just two shots on, on goal, it's just not going to work. The five days in between games two and three, perhaps uh, quite optimal considering Pavel Buchnevich's situation. That was the uh, the other side of Saturday night's win is, is that news. Uh, what is the latest on the Blues and Pavel Buchnevich? Yeah, he did not uh, practice yesterday. The team did practice. He was not on the ice. Uh, Craig, Craig Bruby told reporters afterwards that uh, he was optimistic that Buchnevich felt better than he did after the game on Saturday night. And what uh, I've been told, nothing official yet, uh, so don't take it to the bank yet, but what I've been told is we're looking at a one- to two-week uh, time off for Buchnevich with this injury. Upper body injury, we know that Craig Bruby said the other night it's not head-related, so we're not looking at a concussion. It sure did look like uh, with that cross check by Jamie Alexiak, six foot seven, two hundred what twenty pound Jamie Alexiak, that's a pretty hefty blow that uh, Buchnevich took. You know, are you looking at a shoulder situation, an arm situation? Uh, nonetheless, uh, it looks like he's going to be one to two weeks. Yeah, that is uh, that is rough, and that was a scary, scary moment on uh, on Saturday. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, people were thrilled. Hey, got a win, and that's great. Got a shootout win, nonetheless. But I felt like kind of the lead was, hey, you might not have your best 
all-around player uh, for a, a substantial amount of time. And then that takes a little bit of the, uh, the positive buzz from the win on Saturday night away. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, too. And, and, you know, you hate to say it. I know players hate hearing it about themselves. But, you know, just uh, the number of injuries that Pavel Buchnevich has had, he's been great when he's been on the ice. I think I did the math. It's 138 out of 166 games that uh, he, he's played since he came to St. Louis. So, you know, you're only looking at he's missed 30. But, you know, now you're looking at another injury with Pavel Buchnevich. And even though it doesn't look like he'll be out an extended amount of time, he's still out one of the Blues' better players. Uh, so that was the the takeaway from that game. As good as it felt for the Blues to win and get three points out of those first uh, two games, uh, Pavel Buchnevich leaving the game definitely was the headline. Jeremy Rutherford with us every Monday here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Uh, Jackson, I've asked all my questions. I know you have a, a few you want to pepper JR with. I had some, but I lost the sheet that I used for my questions. So no! I, I dropped in the hallway, so I got nothing for you, JR. Except go Blues. Nice. Why does the red light go on when they score a goal? Right? Yeah, I what about that, Jackson? Because nobody that. can see the puck, and so like we oh, got to get like a Why do you do this every week? That's I mean, I don't know when it goes in or not. I saw a goal. I saw somewhere it missed, and I, I would have swore it went in, so I don't know. So you'd like to hold Gary Bettman accountable? Yeah. He, of course, people. is the commissioner. I'm aware. I'm aware. Oh, look at you. I'm aware about that. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. JR, I apologize. I thought Jackson was going to pepper you with some quick hitters. But, uh, I forgot. I lost my sheet. I can't believe it. I heard everything from Yeah, him. he lost his sheet. Uh, JR, we'll look forward to talking it over on uh, TMA coming up on Wednesdays and every Monday here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. And uh, follow closely for whatever the Blues say about Pavel Buchnevich and his short-term injury situation with the team. Jeremy Rutherford with us here on 101 ESPN. Thank you, JR. Thanks, boys. There he is, Jimmy Rutherford with us. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.